Yo, yo, what is up? It has been a little while. So welcome back. Uh, I think this might be the last podcast that's going to go out under the title Whistling in the Dark. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to the No Hope podcast. I hope you could feel a little bit different vibe in the intro. Um, You know, it's been a couple months. This is episode 33. Uh, Today is July 21st, 2019. The last episode was April 30th. So, you know, a little more than two and a, I think two and a half months. And uh, yeah, so lots and lots, of course, has happened. Um, I actually did an episode... Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I had, I think it was, I'm not exactly sure when it was, but it, it wasn't that long ago. <clears throat> Maybe it was the beginning of this month. And, um, you know, it's the first time I ever, um, I don't know, I just decided not to put it out. I felt like, um, it's just, it just was like kind of weird. It was kind of, I was kind of angry, um, you know, it's sort of like overly personal, I think, to me. And it, it was a lot of stuff like I think it was during uh, there was a bunch of like Antifa stuff and just all this social justice warrior stuff. And, the you know, what I perceive is this propaganda, you know, from the media or whatever. And um, I don't know. I just, you know, I sat on it. I almost put it out one night, the night I did it, and I sat on it. Then I was like gonna edit it, and uh, and then just time went on, and you know, something like that. I I mean, I really only have like a day or or so really before it it kind of gets weird because I'm generally talking about you know current news. So anyway, um, so you. Judging by the title, you kind of know what we're getting into here. Um, so I mostly uh, would like to talk about this uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, in the last couple weeks or a few weeks, I mean, it's it's been something, you know, uh, that has certainly piqued my interest over the years. Um, this kind of connecting, you know, pedophilia uh, with the, you know, various people in power. Um, you know, I mean, I guess just like the idea that there just seems to be way more of it going on um, in the kind of upper echelons of of these, you know, elite, powerful individuals and government and business and entertainment. And not just limited to the United States, certainly, uh, at least, you know, across Europe and stuff. Um, I'm not really sure if uh, this kind of weird uh, paradigm is, is going on in the Middle East or in the, you know, China or Asia or whatever, or, you know, I I don't know, but it does seem, you know, to come up a lot in the U.S. and in Europe, and um, certainly 
uh, this there's a lot of recent news with Epstein. Um, you know, but there's also a lot of a lot of other stuff. Um, the I, I think uh, you know I learned about the death of a woman named Tracy Twyman. Um, just you know, I I think she died on the tenth. I think it was the tenth. Um, you know, she was another person uh, really investigating. You know, all this uh, more. She was like really into this, uh, into researching um, the occult kind of pedophilia connections, um, which get really, really dark. Um, really, really, yeah. Uh, that this is the, you know, nothing that you hear on the news or anything about Epstein certainly goes, um, you know, to the level of what she ha has been looking into, but or was, but she also wasn't, you know, she wasn't investigating Epstein. So anyway, so I wanted to talk about her, and then there was even. Um, and she has a, a bit of a connection to Isaac Cappy, who's another person uh, that allegedly also committed suicide. Tracy Twyman was alleged to have committed... Well, I mean, the, with her, I mean, she was found hung. And that, that actually only came out uh, in the last, I think, few days. Um, before they were just saying she died. Uh, but I do believe in her case there the investigation is still open uh isaac cappy um he yeah i, I mean i'm not going to really talk a lot about him but uh there's some connection there i mean i'll get to this later um but you know so so she died this epstein stuff has been coming up and and then just i guess on friday uh a man named george nader was also uh he is now arrested uh and he i mean he's locked up right now for child trafficking uh interesting fact about him he was he has talked about as being one of the key witnesses in the Mueller report and in that investigation uh something about you know helping be like an intermediary between like Trump and Putin's people or something like that and also ties with Saudi Arabia. I, I don't really know. Um, yeah, I'm not like, I'm actually not totally sure like what his actual position in the world is right now. Um, George Nader, not the actor. Oh, uh, yeah, I think he's just, uh, he's just a businessman, businessman. Uh, he was born in Lebanon. All right. So anyway, so those are, uh, I really just want to talk about this and, you know, um, for me and particularly with the Epstein case, I mean, I've heard, you know, a lot, just, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And I decided to actually write, you can hear this sort of. This is real deal paper. I normally do a lot of digital notes, but uh, I decided to kind of write down 
a bit of like notes here to collect my thoughts with Epstein, or yeah, with the Epstein case, and then I have a little bit at, about Twyman and a little bit about Nader, George Nader. <laughs> uh, so um, I want to just sort of go through all that, and I think that's sort of the main purpose, uh, the main goal of today's podcast. I think I'm gonna, you know, sort of return. To these topics um but i don't think i'm going to go too much into like what the media coverage of this looks like i know that's normally been kind of the direction i've i've gone but um <clears throat> i really wanted to kind of present like um you know like a coherent read through or whatever of what you know what went on with epstein and you know where we're at and there's you know, there's a lot of, of things you hear and, and I don't know, I, 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 honestly, like I didn't really have a lot of it, you know, down and, and didn't really know, you know, what the whole sort of timeline and in a lot of these details were. <clears throat> so, and an, another thing is, uh, my, a lot of my studio kind of got upended. Uh, that was, like really the main reason that I, I hadn't recorded, um, I wasn't like going through any like thing personally or whatever. Um, I just, uh, a, a lot of my equipment is actually for a friend of mine's that he's sort of left here to store and I've used it. Um, and he took some of it back, including the desk. Um, and so I had to replace the desk and it just took me a while. Um, just to find one, you know, uh, but I got a pretty sweet desk and I just set it up yesterday with the help of some friends. Uh, I got some, uh, a desk by a company called Zaor, Z-A-O-R, and it's the Miza M. It's pretty cool. Um, it's a really, it's, it's really nice. Seems like very, very good construction. Super heavy. It came in two boxes, like a, 30 and like a 60 kilogram box i think in total the desk weighs like 220 pounds or something along those lines um it has this like big rolling slide out like keyboard drawer but it's it's so stable that it's like a, almost like a second desk underneath it and uh it kind of comes like the legs and the sliding part are sort of pre pre-attached um so putting it together is actually pretty easy and uh it's not uh it's not like real wood um i don't know why i'm like doing an advertisement for them but uh i don't know it's pretty cool the the toughest thing was just like getting it here i'm down in atlanta georgia and like the shipping was just like absurd and all places would say they had it in stock and wouldn't have it in stock you know like there's guitar centers here in atlanta and you know i, I somehow like couldn't get it there i don't know it's just it was dumb i think i think i wound up getting it through musicians friend but then it shipped from quebec and it, that was like a whole ordeal all right anyway so i got the new desk this is really the first thing i'm i'm recording with it um and uh you know because i do a lot of music stuff too uh just sort of hobby you know things as well but um so that's that and uh before I get started, I'll say you can find, um, follow me on Twitter, Patrick J. Bradley. You can follow me on Gab. My name is uh, Whistling in the Dark. You can also find me on Facebook, 
just search like whistling in the dark podcast uh like i said i'm thinking about going back to the old name no hope uh whistling in the dark like i I think it's a cool name but no hope just seemed to really i think it catches people's uh ears you know they perk up a little bit um and you know i don't know yeah I, i anyway I'm not feeling super hopeful lately, so it just seems like a better... uh, I mean, I know Whistling in the Dark implies that as well, but um, I think I'm going back to it. So anyway, all right. So we're talking about Elite Pedophile Rings, which I am going to start using the uh, acronym EPRs. Uh, Probably not again in this podcast, but I like that. Um, So... Here's a little bit about the history, and mostly what I did was kind of go through Wikipedia. Like I said, I wasn't trying to get, you know, anything, get too much into the media propaganda stuff, but I I, uh, sort of allowed that to kind of guide the timeline of it and get, like, names and stuff, and then also sort of check out links that they gave uh, in Wikipedia for, you know, sources of stuff. Um, so what we have, and I'm actually going to pull this up just in case I didn't write down all the stuff as well. Um, and I didn't go into anything. I'm just going straight to the criminal stuff because there's also uh, a lot of questions around his money and how he got it. Um, a lot of people really question like who this guy is like, you know, he's supposed to be kind of this investment guru person or whatever. Um, but you know, but there's some questions about like who Epstein really is in, um, apparently, you know, a lot of people really question like where he got his money from and stuff. So, but we can, you know, maybe talk about that in another podcast. So, uh, his sort of troubles started, uh, legal troubles started in March of 2005. A woman came to the Palm, uh, Palm Beach Police Department and they, she told them that her 14-year-old stepdaughter had been molested by Epstein and paid $300. Um, I think it's she was brought there by another girl um, and she was supposed to... She uh, allegedly stripped and then massaged Epstein. Uh, I think that, you know, he like touched her and jerked off. I I don't exactly know. But so, you know, you'll hear that this sort of massage thing is like that's the entry point, it seems, for like all these girls. So, you know, I'm not going to go into a ton of you know explicit detail about that um but that seems to be generally you know what is in these cases uh or in these kind of court documents or charges or whatever you know and definitely like sex uh you know like actual intercourse um but you you know um I dabbled a little bit this weekend and like QAnon stuff. I'm not even totally sure like where you read this, um, this stuff, but you know, uh, and, and just in general, you hear a lot about his sort of 
this orgy island or pedo island uh which i think is called little saint james is like the official name of it it's in i think it's in the u.s virgin Islands, and there's all kinds of like wild wild accusations and claims about what happened there like full on you know really really bad stuff like raping and killing kids and stuff and cannibalism and all this stuff um i even saw some like what they allege is like pictures of security uh cameras in there which they say if you like they enhanced like the pictures of the what was on the security camera monitors and allege that that shows people like killing kids i you know it I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I don't know, like, what these pictures were from. I don't know how, if they've been validated in any sort of way. It was supposed to show, like, the underground chambers of the uh, Epstein Island. I also saw some videos this weekend, which were actually like, pretty cool. A guy uh, took a drone and flew it over Epstein's Island, like, very recently. And just, like, covered the whole thing. It's, like, really high-quality Um you know, I mean, there's some, like, weird stuff. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure this dude's, like, at least probably, like, a Freemason or something. So, you know, they do a lot of these symbolisms. There's, like, a real weird sundial. And uh, there's, like, one thing kind of looks like almost like a weird little temple type thing. And um, But I don't know. You know, I... Anyway, so all that stuff's out there, and I'm not saying, like, I don't believe it, and I'm I'm not at all saying that I'm unwilling to, like, look into that and delve into it, um, but I'm just going to kind of keep on track here with what I would say is, like, the mainstream sort of accepted story of, you know, what Epstein has been up to and all the legal sort of back and forths uh because it's you know even at that level you know it's pretty damning so you know uh so let's keep moving so that's the beginning right so this woman comes to the police and says her stepdaughter was basically like molested and paid by epstein so the police then began an 11 month undercover investigation culminating in a search of his home at this point, I, I get a little bit confused because that the Wikipedia says that the FBI seemed to be involved at this point, but then it seems like later is there was this really clear involvement of the FBI when you know when the FBI came in, uh, so I'm not sure of the timeline. I I kind of feel like they probably weren't involved yet. Um, I think it's just like sort of weird writing in Wikipedia. Um, so ultimately they alleged to have five victims and 17 witnesses testimony under oath. Uh, <clears throat> they found things like a high school transcript, a lot of, you know, pictures, which I guess were like naked pictures of children. And, and I, I'm not really sure what else, uh, but basically child porn. Um, they have... Two hidden cameras they found. Um, and there's a lot of talk about 
that he has like all this incriminating video of like powerful people having sex with children, basically, or, you know, prostitutes, whatever, you know, that that was kind of like one of his schemes or, you know, that he would have somebody that, you know, he wanted to kind of get some dirt on, come over, have sex with like kids there and he would have the tape and then he could kind of, you know, hold it over their head. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure like how verified that is. Um, it seems like the police and, you know, in very, even in, in, and in the more recent New York home raid, uh, like they definitely seem to come, you know, right out in the open and be like, there looks like there's like lots of pictures of children naked. Uh, I don't know if it's kids having sex. Um, but that, you know, but this secure sort of hidden video camera stuff, um, I don't, I didn't see anything else on Wikipedia. And like I said, I haven't been like digging around much past this, at least, to, you know, not today. So I'm not really sure. But um, I mean, I imagine if you had hidden cameras, they were recording something. So who knows where those videos are, but maybe he has them somewhere else. I mean, it's one thing. It's kind of like amazing to me. It's like doing all this crazy shit and you just like keeping all this stuff at your house you have so much money it just seems like you could pretty easily have like the really incriminating stuff like not in a place like that you know but, uh, anyway i don't know i mean not that i would like him to get away with anything but uh so so five victims that right? that was like a key thing and okay uh eventually the the fbi had accounts of like 36 girls uh claiming that uh epstein had molested them and they had a lot uh they included overlapping details so i think the fbi was sort of saying that as like they kind of corroborated each other uh you know i don't think these women sort of came together as a group but they had you know, I guess, you know, they look for things like that, like details that nobody else would know. And if they all know it, then, you know, it's pretty good evidence. Um, so in May, and like I said, I think this comes out later, but I also don't, I don't want to like forget to like read stuff because I, I may have taken this a little bit out of order. Uh, but I think the FBI kind of comes in in this next part. Um so in May 2006, Palm Beach Police Department filed a probable cause affidavit saying Epstein should be charged with four counts of unlawful sex with minors and one count of molestation. So that seems to cover all five victims that the Palm Beach Police Department found in their 11-month investigation, uh, maybe, and you know, including probably that the first woman, uh, the stepdaughter that was 14. Uh, so, um, they noted about a bunch of people that are really famous, I guess, lawyers in Epstein's defense team, but the most sort of important one is Alan Dershowitz, who later becomes named in other cases as being one of the people involved in abusing these women and, you know, trafficking them or whatever, having sex with them. So Alan Dershowitz, who was like a, a Harvard guy, and then I, he was also like on OJ's defense team. But uh, I think his main connection is Harvard University, like a professor or something. So, uh, 
So then it comes that the Palm Beach County State Prosecutor is only going to charge Epstein with one count of aggravated assault and no attempt to commit a felony. So this, uh, I I don't have the police chief's name. Um, actually, probably police chief. police. So the Palm Beach police chief's name is Michael Ryder. Uh, he was, you know, not happy about this. He accused... Uh, Barry Krishner, who was the state prosecutor, being too lenient, and um, the police chief was, he was the instrumental in bringing in the FBI, and that's why I think this is when the FBI got involved. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I guess at this point now, the FBI is involved, um, but in a uh, I don't, I, so I don't really know exactly where the FBI, like, I, that, that's why I was kind of going through all this, try and figure out, like, like, one of the ultimate things I want to figure out is, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, like, this is coming out now because these things are going to get unsealed or whatever, and, you know, I kind of want to see is, like, is it, is this going to happen? Is that really the reason? Like, what's going on? Um, anyway, so, uh, then... Again, I don't know. Wikipedia is a little confusing here, but it says instead, Krish, Kreischer, or Krischer, K-R-I-S-H-E-R, so this is Barry Kreischer, he convened a Palm Beach County grand jury, which is usually only done in capital cases. So this is like a very weird move by this guy. Uh, he presented evidence from only one of the victims. The grand jury returned a single charge of felony solicitation of prostitution to which Epstein pleaded not guilty in August of 2006. So at this point, there's a single charge uh, for felony solicitation of prostitution. Doesn't look like it even mentions a minor uh, in August of 2006. So this is now like this this is you know the other piece of this story i mean to me there's like well you know i don't know there's a lot of facets to it <laughs> a lot of ins and outs um one of them is this guy's just like having sex with kids and sort of keeping them as sex slaves that's the main thing and then i guess sort of as an addendum to that it appears that he was sort of like pimping them out all over the place so he was sort of having had a pretty large network um and so that's you know obviously the main thing probably the next thing is you know the names you start to hear involved you know are possibly you know that may have civil uh cases you know um <clears throat> uh Prince and Andrew, Bill Clinton, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Dershowitz, you know, these kinds of, of people. So, you know, that's obviously a big thing. And then the other, which, you know, we now just encountered really the first taste of it is, you know, I mean, the, you know, there's there's like situations where, sure, people with money are going to have better lawyers. Um but then there's this sort of a thing where the police department brings all these charges and 
you know, the state prosecutors just like go do something else. And obviously, you know, maybe they bring something and the state prosecutors feel like the case isn't very good. But, you know, this was about this is like a one year, you know, undercover investigation. Um have like testimony from all these you know everybody was underage i mean so like right there is like a pretty objectively clear um i i don't i don't know how you would uh, i don't know exactly what the word is but it's just like pretty just out in the open corruption where you know they're only charging him with felony solicitation of prostitution when all of the five women or girls in the case are all you know children so like the fact that 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 somehow wouldn't be part of this um seems like you know an obvious corruption um you know and and this is like at the state level uh and then they try to bring in the FBI. And they think that that's going to help. Um, you know, but it doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, so let's see. We have this. Uh, he, so he pleads not guilty. All right. So <clears throat> then, um, and again, I'm not totally sure, like, I guess at this point now, the FBI is sort of in and doing their own investigation. I am certainly, I am very far from being a legal ex expert. I am actually pretty ignorant um, to all these different details and, and, you know, what group and body controls what thing and I don't know. But anyway... So the FBI, their investigation results in a 53-page indictment presented to, and then here's a big thing from the recent news, Alexander Acosta. He, at this time, was the U.S. attorney uh, for the Southern Florida District. And let's see... And he was the United States uh, Secretary of Labor under Trump up until very recently when, you know, under pressure because of what we're talking about right now, he stepped, uh, I guess, stepped down or was fired. One of the, I'm sure he resigned because it seems like nobody ever gets fired there. Um, so he's the U.S. Attorney for the Southern Florida District that is in charge of this. Um, he never presents this to the grand jury. Uh, in fact, he makes a plea deal, uh, with Epstein for immunity. Um, so the plea deal grants immunity to Epstein, to the four named co-conspirators and any unnamed potential co-conspirators in this case. Uh, and that, that was like the big, big thing. So, um, so they have immunity from all federal charges to Epstein, 
I and I don't know who the co-conspirators are. I think that's part of what is like sealed right now. And obviously we don't know who the unnamed potential co-conspirators. So it's just saying in perpetuity, I guess, anybody connected to this is off the hook. And, you know, when you see a plea deal, I mean, oh, it, like, what is this immunity? We're giving you immunity in exchange for, it seems like absolutely nothing, right? Like, it, it just, they, it, it just seems like Acosta and whomever he's representing, clearly not, you know, the people of the United States, uh, just negotiated this down. I, I, I mean, it seems completely obvious that they are friendly to Epstein and they felt like they are going to have to charge him with something, but, you know, we're not going to do this because this would land him in jail for the rest of his life. Uh... Let's see where we're at here. Yes. So, in exchange for what? Who knows? Um, I'm going to skip a little bit at my orders. Hopefully, I don't get too confused here. So, Epstein takes the deal. He pleads guilty. What I believe is just the state charge. Um, and let's see if I can read this exactly here. At the time, this halted the investigation and sealed the indictment. Um, Miami Herald states, Acosta agreed despite a federal law to the contrary that the deal would be kept from, from the victims, though the original agreed terms of the non-prosecution agreement were to serve a two-year sentence inexplicably. The final deal emerged with only an 18-month sentence later reduced to 13 months. Um, so he basically, uh, pled guilty to this, um, single, where is this here? Uh, so he agreed to plead guilty, right, to the state prostitution charges, which I think is that single solicitation charge, register as a sex offender and pay restitution to three dozen victims identified by the FBI. So that goes back to that number of 36 then that were in um, the, uh, you know, the FBI's indictment. So he had to pay restitution to all of them and... Um, one uh, crazy, uh, one crazy note, and this was actually in uh, the Wikipedia article. So you know, it's obviously this article, like the tenor of it, is not nearly as like emotional as you know some uh, news article. But there are some, you know, you know, like inexplicably, the final agreement emerged with only an eighteen-month sentence. It's interesting that they're able to, you know, <laughs> keep that type of stuff in there. Um, one of the other really, really fucked up parts of this is he. So Epstein was also allowed. So I get right. So there were five victims. This is going back to the state charges, right? So this whole federal plea deal is just. I mean, like what? Like, it's ultimately nothing, right? Like, I mean, you think about it, right? The state charges, they could have just, uh, he pled not, he pled not guilty. So, in exchange for him just 
pleading guilty to that state charge, the entire FBI indictment is sealed. Nothing ever comes from it. And furthermore, it's really not the state. You know, he was able to choose which child that uh, this um, charge would be like applied to. So instead of it originally, the charge was I. Uh, it was solicitation of this 14 year old girl which i'm not sure about you know what i was saying before then um how it didn't have like a minor but then clearly they were all minors yeah it's really really weird um but he was allowed to switch this to the 17 year old girl um so which in Florida, uh, the age of consent is 18, so it doesn't make it, like, a, a different charge. But when it comes to the way he's registering, like, as a sex offender, that does matter in a lot of states. Um, like, it, uh, I mean, I think in Georgia, it's lower than 17. They were saying, for example, in New York, it is 17. So, anyway, um... So he was able to choose that, and it just, you know, I, so what, this is this is something that's like, it starts to almost become like too much to just keep talking about this absurd corruption. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, this dude is, got like a nearly get out of jail free. I mean, he took a life sentence and served the softest, cushiest 13 months imaginable. Uh, they said that he eventually, he served, like, he never was in a locked cell. He eventually was a, most of the time, I think he moved into a, like, a private area that used to be, like, an infirmary, and they basically, like, remodeled it, I guess, and put him in there. He had TV. He had, like, his guards wore, like, suits, and he had visitors whenever he wanted. He paid for the, I think, like, for these upgrades and stuff. He gave a bunch of money to the prison or the whatever. The I'm not sure exactly what body you would give it to. He um, paid their overtime for the... Uh, the um guards and they had to refer to him as the client they didn't call him a prisoner all this stuff just like i mean you know he was like barely in jail um and he was facing i mean it sounds like the fbi had 36 uh victims lined up you know so i don't know 36 counts of you know I don't know, having sex with kids? Yeah, like, you know, that... Anyway, so this guy's got a pretty much a get-out-of-jail-free card, and it gets a little tiring hearing it over and over, but this is, like, pretty bananas. I mean, what jury were they sitting in front of? Because it's like, okay, like, I get it. Like, all these lawyers, they can all just be pieces of garbage and be corrupt. The judge can be corrupt. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the judge was having sex with kids at Epstein's mansion. Like, I have no idea. But the odds are, like, a jury isn't, you know? Like, I, you know, jury's a pretty fucking random collection of people, you know? And, like, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith reading with any, you know, uh, uh, this system. But what, like... What is the jury thinking? Or maybe, the, I mean, I guess there just wasn't a jury, right? Like, 
that I guess that's kind of the point is just there's never like an actual trial because like how could you ever sit there and be like okay why are you only getting one count if you can apply it to any of these girls and clearly you're saying you abused he abused all of these women but we're just just for the fuck of it only going to charge you with one and let you pick you know because it's like if you could pick to have the charge applied to you for you know abusing this 14 year old girl then that seems to be the government saying you abused this 14 year old girl and if you can apply it to this other girl or any of these five women or kids then like apparently the government thinks you're guilty of all of that you know and anyway so so that's uh you know another example of this corruption so yeah so i i kind of went over that already um his actual stay you know how how absurd and so uh something that is possibly you know as far as the corruption i think it's like the most naked part of it so according to the daily beast uh Acosta, you know, so Acosta was already in place, I guess, and the transition team for Trump was questioning him. And apparently, you know, stuff about this, the, uh, the Epstein case, so they say, so I haven't been able to, like, exactly nail down for sure, like, where... where like where is their source for this like is this just public hearings transition team questioning like i'm not totally sure um but the daily beast is certainly quoting this as if this is just this is it like this is real and this is what this guy said um so i'm at this point you know moving forward assuming that these are actually Acosta's words. Um, Otherwise, the Daily Beast is, like, completely reporting, you know, falsely reporting. But I don't see, you know, it's not Wikipedia, so they don't, you know, they're not as good with their sources and stuff for things. So, according to this article, uh, Acosta says, I was told that S. I was told that, quote, Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. So Acosta is quoting somebody else saying Epstein, quote, belongs to intel, belonged to intelligence. And his own words, Acosta says, and to leave it alone. Um, and that was pretty much it. That's what he said to the Trump transition team when they asked him, is this Epstein case going to cause a problem for the confirmation hearings? So, uh, uh, this was his response. Uh, He said he had just one meeting on that back in the day. He had just one meeting. He cut the non-prosecution deal with one of Epstein's attorneys because he had been told, that's in quotes, to back off, that Epstein was above his pay grade. None of that was in quotes. 
This is all in quotes. I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. He told the interviewers in the Trump transition, who evidently thought this was a sufficient answer, and went ahead and hired Acosta. The Labor Department had no comment when asked about this. So, um, interesting. Acosta has stepped down. Apparently, this was a problem. Um, as we'll find out later, there had been ongoing like appeals and whatever trying to get this stuff, this this agreement canceled that it was supposed to be illegal and you know whatever the ability to and then that supposedly then what has kicked off this recent arrest and everything. Um, but I don't know why they just thought this like never come back and bite them when people were like actively fighting this in court. I mean, I guess they just feel like they're completely above the law. So, the but I mean, right, like, this is just, like, an outrageous admission to, you know, I mean, again, I mean, probably preaching to the choir with most people that are listening to this podcast, um, but, wow, you know, like, this is the state prosecutor just saying, I was told to back off, he belonged to intelligence, and so he did. He cut like the sweetheart deal of all sweetheart deals, took a guy facing life imprisonment and basically just like let him off. You know, I mean, he's got to register as a sex offender. I mean, you know, it's not like this. It's not like this dude's going to fucking like has to apply for a job somewhere. You know what I mean? It's not like he's going, oh, you know, he's going to have people knocking on this. This guy lives in, like, estates, you know? Like, it, the, the the idea that he's a register as a sex offender is just a minor footnote in his life, you know? He's going to keep on raping kids and flying all around the world, which I'm sure he's been doing since he, you know, got out of quote-unquote jail, uh, yeah, so, th I mean, this is the whole thing, right? Like, to me, like, if, if there is one summation of the entire, like, set of podcasts that I've done about just, like, how fucking gross and fucked up, you know, this system is, you know, why this government is just awful, pure trash, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the way it is portrayed in you know your classes when you're growing up in your government schools or you know 99% of the media this is like the reality of it somebody higher up than him said this dude is owned by intelligence back off and that's it you know doesn't this is so high pro i mean think about this this case is so high profile and you know ultimately there you know what's the cost what's the cost like all right so there's some you know public outcry now about this and some people are not happy so you know what's the What's the big cost of all of this? You know, Acosta had to step down. That's it. Like, that's it. They're like out in the open just saying, we're just not going to prosecute this guy 
because intelligence community doesn't want us to. End of story. And the only cost to that, to, to, to allowing, you know, at this point, right, the FBI has 36 kids on you know lined up all saying that this dude had sex with them and i don't know which ones were exactly sex slaves or which ones were raped or which ones just had to get like fingered why he jacked off but whatever you know 36 of them and it doesn't fucking matter because this acosta guy just gets told to back off and that's how it works and like that's the point there's no repercussions there's no repercut like nothing about you know people i i've heard a number of people today different things i've watched like ah you know this could be the big one to really blow the lid off it's like why i mean what about it makes you think i mean it's like we have no like we have no weapon, you know, like I said, like in this plea deal, it's like, okay, well, what did Epstein give you, you know, in exchange for immunity? And in this case, like absolutely nothing. Like, what are we holding over the head of these people to make them behave any different? They're not just like going to say, hey, you know what? I think I'm just going to like shoot myself in the face today. Just because, just, you know, I don't know. I'm tired of just, like, dominating and having all this money and power, you know. All of a sudden, just going to get more, you know, unless they just suddenly get, you know, morality. We got nothing on them, you know. Like, and I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's, like, part of the people, like, the Alex Jones sort of Trump supporter, QAnon people, like, they think that Trump is really, you know, fighting the good fight here. But as we read on, you know, is he part of this? Like, what, like, I I don't know. I mean, and to know that he's not is just fucking stupid, right? Like, to, to say, like, oh, you know, it's it's all Clinton and it's not Trump. It's like, I, I mean, I don't fucking know that. There's a there's a fucking case, one of these civil cases, a chick names Trump as like a, having sex with her a whole bunch of times when she was 13 with Epstein. It's like an actual case that was brought up. Now, I don't know, maybe you're saying, oh, it's a smear thing to smear Trump and they, you know, maybe, but like there's also all these civil cases against Epstein and I'm sure people aren't saying that about them. They believe that they're real, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that he, like, Trump definitely raped some 13-year-old girl. But, you know, he's as he's as implicated from that. That's one of the big things that came through here. Because it's like, you know, when you look at the left, the only thing they fucking care about right now is that somehow there may be some way to tie Donald, Donald Trump to this, right? They don't care that there's fucking, like... <laughs> you know, fucking child kidnapping rings that they're, and they're raping kids and sending them all around the world to all these fucking elite pieces of shit. They don't fucking care, you know, almost down anybody. You know, all they care is like, oh my God, you know, maybe we can tie Trump to this, you know? And then the right is like, oh, you know, Trump was standing up against him and it's Clinton. Clinton's the one on the plane. Clinton, you know, or whatever. But when you actually, like, look through all this stuff, like, what I, you know, what I just did, like, to really just kind of step through it, and I'm not saying any of, you know, 
they're I'm not saying any of these people are clean or dirt for sure. Besides Epstein, I mean clearly, you know. But like, I don't think there's a single civil case out there brought against Bill Clinton in this specific thing. I know a lot of other people have accused him of raping, you know, whatever. I'm not saying he's not part of it, but it's like. I don't know. It seemed like it opened up the floodgates for for these, you know, women to come out now to be like, hey, I was fucking raped by this piece of shit, you know, back when I was 14. Uh, and I don't think anybody's come out about Clinton. So I'm just saying, you know, I get it. You know, that that's what it looks like right now, you know. And so and, and they have against Trump. And, you know, so it's like to sit around and think that like Trump's going to fucking save you. Like. I don't know, it seems pretty fucking silly to me right now. So anyway, let's just keep moving on here. Uh, so he served his 13 months after release. There have been loads of lawsuits. All have been settled out of court. I think some may still be ongoing. Um, so these are the law these are the things. That now have brought in names like Prince. I actually wrote Prince Edward. I think that I think his name is Prince Andrew, and Alan Dershowitz. Uh, so bringing them in to say they had sex with kids. Uh, that's these you know these lawsuits. Um, there's a lawsuit in 2016 alleging Trump and Epstein uh, abused her during a series of parties in 1994 when she was 13. The suit was dismissed. Um, and from what I was reading, it was brought up three different times too. It was weird. It was like brought up and dismissed and brought up and or whatever, something like that. Uh, it sounds like the girl ultimately like bailed on it, like didn't show up or something. And the lawyer for her claims that she was being threatened and that's kind of why she pulled out. So, you know, again, like, do you know. We obviously don't have enough information. The the point with the specifically with this Trump thing is like you know with with that lawsuit or whatever. It's like I mean we just don't have the like enough information to like no. I mean that that's all I got. I don't know. I, maybe next episode I can find out more about that and um, because I I mean I'm not gonna pretend like it doesn't matter. You know, like connecting Trump and, uh, you know, it would be great to believe that there is somebody in the White House that is actually like not part of all this fucked up shit. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, I My assumption is we're just not going to know. There's not going to be like any way, you know, to figure that out. Um, here's another interesting piece. We hear about his little black book. Epstein's book. So on June 8, 2010, Alfredo Rodriguez was sentenced to 18 months in prison, where he ultimately died because he had mesothelioma. Um, so he just died of that. I don't think anybody like suicided him or anything. I mean, I think the guy was just sick and he died and, um, you know, whatever. So I, I was doing a little bit of reading on this because I thought this book was like out there. You know, I thought this, I thought that he had gotten it out there because a lot of people talked about this black book and all the people that were named in it. I think I was a little bit conflating stuff with these flight logs. Um, 
Flight logs are something that I did not see a single mention of in Wikipedia yet. So that's obviously like what's like the big Clinton connection. Um, and I don't. I'm not gonna have like a ton of time after I get through this. So I think we're probably gonna have to leave these flight logs to another episode. Um, but anyway, so back to this black book. This is different. This is not the flight logs. So, Rodriguez was like, was Epstein's butler, and one of the things that was like very confusing was whose book was this in the first place? Was it Epstein's or was it Rodriguez? It's an account of, um, it was, uh, it says he kept it, um, it was, you know, it was basically an account of, uh, uh, Epstein's activities. It was a journal um, of Epstein's activities. So, like I said, I so this way I'm pretty sure it's Epstein's. I think it's Epstein wrote all this stuff down, and Rodriguez took it. He did not turn it over to police. Uh, he actually tried to sell it, and um, he wound up. You know, they locked him up for this for obstruction of justice. Um. Another, you know, obvious, right? So this is like when you're not connected. You go to jail for 18 months. So he went to prison. He would have gone to prison longer than Epstein did. And I'm sure he had a much, much rougher stay in prison like a normal person would. So he got a far worse punishment than Epstein uh, just because he didn't turn his book over. Um and, you know, supposedly this book, I don't know, had connections to all these other, so like other people or, you know, maybe like, you know, this Prince Andrew connection or Dershowitz or, Dersh, you know, Alan Dershowitz or whatever would have been in there or, you know, God forbid, you know, Trump. Um, but, you know, the idea that it's like, well, the fucking guy that, you know, the kingpin of all this thing got stuff got 13 months how on earth do you reason out that this guy gets 18 months what also when he's terminally ill like good lord you know you just fucking sentence him to die serve his last months in prison and uh yeah you know i mean like so they're they're they said that oh if they had this book it would have led to a stiffer sentence i mean uh you know do i do we even need to try to to like expand on why that's a lie i mean obviously it doesn't matter right they they fucking literally completely ignored the entire fbi investigation who fucking cares if you know there's there's uh Aries died you know if this is there i guess it, only if maybe it was the actual uh, Palm Beach police. That's what they're saying, because he didn't turn over to the police. So maybe that's all. Maybe, you know, Palm Beach County police are like, the fuck, dude? Like, you know, we got him on five people. But again, right, it obviously, it doesn't matter. Because the state prosecutor, they, they didn't bring that one fucking bullshit uh, charge uh, to him. Because they didn't have enough evidence. They did it because 
they it say in his pocket or whatever you know what i mean it's just from corruption i don't know the details of the corruption nobody you know nobody does except for those people involved you know this isn't like documented shit but it's obviously a complete it's it's a complete lie you know and so some other guy who you know and whatever man i mean this guy's probably a piece of shit i mean he's his fucking this dude's like butler like house manager while this dude just for fucking years is running running girls little girls in and out of here and having sex with them like come on dude <laughs> you know so i mean I, I don't i'm sure this guy's hands are not like clean um but it's still it's it's just uh it's very illustrative of uh you know yet another like i said it starts to almost get tiring um all of the uh also another yeah like all of the cases i mean he just paid off everybody i mean that that's what it looks like i can uh you know maybe real quick <clears throat> go through these because there actually is one did i miss yeah yeah, yeah i didn't so there's one i didn't really talk about um well, let's see appeal thing No, I didn't really write it down. Let's see if I can. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. I guess this is impossible. I don't. I don't get. I. It's really confusing. I'm just going back to this Alfredo Rodriguez thing with this black book. But so this is what Wikipedia says. So on June 18th, uh, 2010, Epstein's former house manager, Alfredo Rodriguez, was sentenced to 18 months incarceration after being convicted on an obstruction charge for failing to turn over to police and subsequently trying to sell a journal in which he had recorded Epstein's activities. Okay, so this is what's so confusing because this is like his recording and an other almost any media outlet that i read it seems like they're implying that this is epstein's journal so it's a little I, I don't know like they keep calling it epstein's little black book but i don't know according to wikipedia this is rodriguez little black book and the reason he kept it so his explanation at the end of all this was it was just an insurance policy so he didn't get fucking killed by like you know some one of epstein's like goons or whatever especially if this dude is owned by <laughs> intelligence i mean you know this dude's obviously operating in, in, in a pretty fucking dark world on uh no problems fucking knocking off you know bumping off somebody that's gonna help him stay out of jail you know like obviously this dude's fucking like mobbed up like it makes perfect sense anyway whatever you know like maybe you should just slipped out of this job at some point earlier than you know instead of being the butler for like a fucking child you know rapist um and this also seems to say it was like an fbi thing so fbi special agent chris Dina Pryor reviewed the material and agreed it was information that would have, and this is quote, would have been extremely useful investigating and prosecuting the case, including names and contact information of material witnesses and additional victims. But again, 
None of that fucking matters because when it came down to it, Acosta was told that he belonged to intelligence and the back off. So they could have had a hundred million fucking witnesses. They could have had videos of him raping and killing kids. And it doesn't matter, you know, because it never got to the public and it was sealed. And, you know, like, who cares what it was? It doesn't matter. We have no idea. There may be videos of Epstein having sex with kids in the possession of the federal government right now. But because of Acosta's deal, it doesn't fucking matter. There was never a trial. None of this ever came out. So whatever Christina Pryor's saying is bullshit. And this fucking guy just does 18 months and dies in prison like after like six months or something. Uh, Anyway, so that, yeah, that's pretty, you know, pretty ridiculous. And so this also implies that the FBI does have the book or they reviewed it. I, You know, I don't know how they did that. Anyway, um, like because I was reading another article where the guy died in prison and now they're saying they don't know where the book is. Uh, so maybe Wikipedia isn't totally, and they also seem to imply that it was Epstein's book, whatever. Anyway, so, uh, just to go over real quick, some of these lawsuits, um, I'm trying to see if any of these were like particularly interesting, like, so, There was a Florida State civil lawsuit by attorney Bradley Edwards against Epstein. This was going to provide victims the first opportunity to make accusations publicly. However, the case was settled on the first day of the trial with Epstein apologizing to Edwards for God knows what. He's just some fucking attorney. Not apologizing to all the kids he raped. Uh, other terms of settlement were confidential. So he paid off a bunch of people, I guess. Victims' rights lawsuit on December 30th, 2014. A federal suit was filed in Florida against the United States for violation of the Crime Victims' Rights Act uh, by the Department of Justice agreement uh, by the Department of Justice's agreement to Epstein Limited 2008 plea. The suit also accuses Alan Dershowitz of sexually abusing a minor provided by Epstein. Uh, the allegations against Dursowich were stricken by the judge and eliminated from the case because he said they were outside the intent of the suit to reopen the plea agreement. Um, again, not a, you know, not a legal expert. I mean, it seems like somewhat reasonable. I, I was actually surprised when I read that first. It was like, oh, weird. They like, it seemed like, you know, they're coming after the plea agreement because they, they like want this stuff opened up or whatever but then they're also like oh and also this guy alan dershowitz he like had sex with kids um it does seem a little unrelated like it's like this seems like two cases to me not one but whatever um the uh document filed in court alleges that epstein ran a sexual abuse ring that we are calling an epr an elite pedophile ring this should catch on. So, and he lent underage girls to prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, and well, a well-known prime minister and other world leaders. Um, so that's in this 2014 suit. 
Uh, this law... So, yeah, this is a suit that I, like, I'm pretty sure this is, like, the big one that sort of triggered what we're seeing now. So, a long-running lawsuit is pending in federal court aimed at vacating the federal plea agreement on the grounds that it violated victims' rights. Uh, Judge Kenneth Mara ruled the allegations made by the alleged victim Virginia Roberts against Prince Andrew had no bearing on the lawsuit by alleged victims seeking to reopen the Epstein's non-prosecution plea agreement with the federal government. The judge ordered the allegation to be struck from the record. So it seems like they brought in the Prince Andrew thing in this context. Again, seems similar to Dershowitz. I don't think this judge in any way is saying that, like, these aren't fine cases to bring but it just seems like not the right situation we're rule you know we're like deciding whether this plea agreement is like legit or not uh there was an effort to add roberts and another woman as plaintiffs to that case uh judge Merritt made no ruling as to whether the claims by roberts were true or false there was an effort to add roberts and another woman as plaintiffs to that case Merritt specifically said that roberts may later give evidence when the case comes to court on february 21st 2019 in the case of the two jane does versus usa which is this uh, senior judge of the United States Court for Southern District of Florida, Kenneth Maris, said federal prosecutors violated the law by failing to notify victims before they allowed him to plead guilty to only the Florida offense. The judge left open what the possible remedy could be. So that is, I believe, currently where that resides and people are reading that as if, like, all this stuff is coming out and, you know, hallelujah, we're going to get justice at last. And not only on Epstein, like, somehow all the pedophiles are going to go down. But sounds like Kenneth Mara didn't actually say what was going to happen next. So, there you go. Uh... There are some other lawsuits. Um, they say Epstein has made many out-of-court settlements with alleged victims as of January 15th, and some cases, uh, January 2015, and some cases do still remain open. So the the other this other one is Virginia Roberts. So I'm not I, again, but part of why I went through this because it's very confusing. But Virginia Roberts then has her it seems like her own lawsuits. I'm not. I guess they were just trying to add her in and to, to bring more weight to this, like, later, you know, saying, like, hey, she is a victim, even if they hadn't named her at the time, and she should be able to, like, weigh in on this plea deal. Um, but to me, it kind of seems like if she wasn't a victim, then she could just bring another case against him. Say, like, look, I don't care what fucking plea deal you guys made. How does that like this is a different crime like it's not like oh now he has immunity to just commit crimes willy-nilly it's like oh because you you know we're gonna give you this plea deal and then you find out oh he murdered you know i don't know like a gas station attendant like the year before i mean he doesn't have immunity from being prosecuted like he did I mean, so he also raped this girl. That's a different case that they did investigate. It had nothing to do with this. You know, uh, to me, it's like if you can't bring it in, then he should just be able to. I, I don't know. Anyway, not, you know, not even I'm not even like a 
a legal like normal person. I just don't know a lot. But anyway, let's. Uh, so in January, on January 2015, a a 31 year old American born woman, Virginia Roberts, now Virginia. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it looks like Giuffre, G-I-U-F-F-R-E, alleged in a sworn affidavit at the age of 17 she had been held as a sex slave by Epstein. She further alleged that he and a British socialite, Ghislaine Maxwell, had trafficked her for several people, including Prince Andrew and Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. And a note, this is something I just came across today, this Ghislaine Maxwell... She is uh, from a very... Her father is a man, I think his first name is Robert, Robert Maxwell. Big time media guy. Uh, also seems to be like all mobbed up with intelligence in the UK. Uh, really, really like super mysterious uh, guy that after he died, it was like all this controversy around him. Not sex stuff. None of that, apparently, but all kinds of weird, like, intelligence stuff with him. So, she is not just, like, a normal citizen at all. She has grown up in, like, you know, a very kind of, like, weird um, life around all this, like, weird and lots and lots of money, propaganda, and intelligence stuff over in the U.K., Anyway, just uh, that was interesting. I haven't heard much about her. I just kind of came across that today. Um, Maxwell and others had physically and sexually. Uh, Roberts also claimed Epstein, Maxwell, and others had physically and sexually abused her. Roberts alleged that the FBI may have been involved in a cover up. Um, I have not checked in on that exactly what she's saying there. She said. Um, so, you know, one thing that I do think, um, you know, it's like we talk about the FBI, like as if it has this one thing, right? Uh, but, you know, maybe that woman that read that book that, that this Rodriguez guy had like not turned over to them. I mean, maybe she honestly, she's just on the up and up and she's like, oh, you know, wow, wish we had this. This would have been really useful, you know, but maybe there's other people in the FBI trying to cover stuff up. I mean, it's a big organization you know like i work for a company and we're not like a borg right like we don't i guarantee very few people share the same like motives and take the same actions as i do um in my in my company uh anyway so she said she had served as Epstein's sex slave from 1999 to 2002 and recruited other underage girls Prince Andrew Epstein and Dershowitz all have denied having sex with Roberts. Dershowitz took legal action over the allegations. A diary purported to belong to Roberts was published online. Uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, so you got lots, you know, we can dig into this stuff next week too, or next episode. Epstein entered an, uh, an out-of-court settlement with Roberts, as he has done with several other lawsuits. The BBC television series Panorama planned an investigation of the scandal as 2006. These claims have not been tested in any court of law. So, again, he sells out of court. Basically, unlimited money. And so far, everybody has taken the money. Nobody has, like, continued. Uh, but, well, yeah, I mean, these are, like, civil lawsuits, right? Or... 
Most of them are. She had a sworn affidavit. Um, anyway, not sure. So I, I am starting to run out of time too. Actually, I am totally out of time, but I'm going to finish this. So as a result of Mrs. Guffrey's allegations and Miss Maxwell's comments about them, so this is Virginia Roberts, Virginia Guffrey, same person. Guffrey sued Maxwell for defamation in September 2015. No idea what she said about her, but after much legal confrontation, the case was settled under seal in May 2017. The Miami Herald and other media and Alan Dershowitz filed to have the documents about the settlement unsealed. I found it very interesting, right? So the Miami Herald and Dershowitz both on the same side here the miami herald is like the one that has been like championing how awful like all this cover-up stuff has been and dershowitz clearly is on like the epstein side of the fence here he was his lawyer uh and now they're both wanting this unsealed really weird so after the judge dismissed their request the matter was appealed to the Second Circuit Court. And then, and this is the second thing that has happened uh, that kind of gets us to today. On March 11, 2019, in the appeal of the district court's refusal to unseal the documents relating to the 2017 defamation settlement of Guilfrey versus Maxwell, the U.S. Court of Appeals of the Second Circuit gave parties one week to provide good cause as to why they should remain under seal, without which they would be unsealed on March 19, 2009. Later, the court ordered these documents to be unsealed after having them redacted to protect innocent parties. They are widely expected to provide details of the evidence against Epstein and Maxwell. I have no idea why Dershowitz would want this, but he did, I guess, unless it's just like a typo. And the so this brings in another part of like where I have no fucking clue how legal shit works. They were nobody came forth as far as I can tell, and um, they're supposed to be unsealed on March two thousand March nineteenth of this year. Later, the court ordered these documents to be unsealed after having them redacted to protect innocent innocent parties. So I don't. As far as I can tell, nobody's seen a goddamn thing. So that's where we're at with that. And it's fucking July, you know? So, July 21st, March, you know, four months. Like, what, you know, just do it. Just, like, put, put it out there. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, so, there's another girl named Sarah Ransom. Another girl named Maria Farmer. Uh, yeah, there's other ones. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Nothing has come from any of them. Everything has remained sealed. Everything is confidential. He's paid off everybody. I don't know. You know, there. We just went over these two rulings. This Kenneth Mara, his, his ruling was okay. This was illegal. Disagreement, but get hasn't said what happens next so i have no idea we haven't seen anything that was in february and the Geoffrey versus maxwell 
again, unsealed. That was in March. Nothing's happened. We haven't seen anything. So who knows, you know? Maybe someday this evidence will come to 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 some sort of format that us regular folk can see it, but hasn't happened yet and at this point it seems like there's no more like legal steps like it's just supposed to happen but it's just not happening anyway so this brings us to kind of the current charges july 6 2019 this year obviously so just 15 days ago epstein was arrested at the teterboro airport in new jersey uh, and the FBI that day also raided his Manhattan mansion, that crazy giant schoolhouse um, they lives in. I think it's like the biggest house in Manhattan or whatever. Uh, there was they they say there was evidence of trafficking, thousands of photos, uh, lots of them of young girls, a safe that had CDs labeled things like young name and name like names redacted so young you know sally and jane or whatever um they obviously didn't put the real names and uh <laughs> labeled girls pics nude and uh so forth uh so <clears throat> they also found this is so all right this is this is like another interesting thing obviously there's all this weird child sex stuff you know and they found a bunch of stuff that, again, I don't know. You find a thousand fucking pics of, like, kids nude. I mean, what what else do you need, right? That's child porn. But they already had that, right? I mean, they've had all this evidence. Like, it's like, you know, what if you have, now that you have 2,000 pictures, you know, he, he's going to get in trouble? I don't know, maybe. So... But another interesting thing they found was a... Now, I've heard this as being Saudi Arabian, but Wikipedia is saying it's Austrian. I can check on this later, but... A fraudulent Austrian passport with a fake name and obviously Epstein's picture uh, was found. This was just found. Just in that raid. And it claims his residence was Saudi Arabia. Uh, The passport was actually... It wasn't just like, oh... You know, it's not like you just find, like, a fake ID and you don't really know anything. This passport was obviously used a number of times because it has the stamps. When you travel in and out of countries, right? They stamp it. Uh, He went to France, Spain, the UK, and Saudi Arabia with this passport. And the lawyer claims it was for safety because he's Jewish and he he could be kidnapped when he travels. Uh, Ain't fucking kidnapping people in the fucking UK and in France, in Spain, you know? Like, I don't know, maybe Saudi Arabia. (laughs) I don't Anyway, so this kind of connects, you know, I think is is sort of fueled some of this more like intelligence connections. Again, with Acosta statements saying he's owned by intelligence. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, this is like tip of the iceberg shit. I I mean, I can't imagine it's beyond... uh, you know, our intelligence community to supply people they want with like any kind of fake documentation they need so they can move around, you know, unnoticed. Uh, all right. And then, so that was 
the 6th, and then on the 8th of July, he was charged with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex by the Public Corruption Unit of the Southern District of New York. Court documents allege 40-plus girls were taken to Epstein's apartment for sex. Judge Kenneth Moran is currently deciding whether the uh, non-prosecution agreement that protected Epstein from the more serious charges should still stand. Uh, the only thing I can guess is that, like, that wasn't updated yet. I can't imagine that Mara would say it stands if they found that that agreement was illegal. So, again, I guess this is the idea that it, this non-prosecution uh, agreement would protect him largely from any of these charges. And the fact that it's gone now, he should be able to be charged now, the other sort of conspiracy angle on this I've always, I've heard a lot is that it's actually the reason that they're going after him is to cover their ass. Because when the evidence comes out, you know, when it's unsealed, it's going to be so atrocious that the fact that this guy basically got a slap on the wrist is going to be insane. And then what? I don't know. Nothing, right? What the fuck are the people going to do? What are people going to do? They're going to do nothing. They're going to go stand in the street and shout and have a stupid protest. You know, is Antifa going to go hit them with bike locks? They're not going to do shit. They're going to forget about it in a fucking week. And they're going to invite... They're just going to go back and they're going to vote, vote all these monsters in again. They're not going to do anything. So I don't see why, you know, I, I, I think, well, like, the reason you just see is, like, you see ebbs and flows because not every single person in the FBI is, like, corrupt. Not every judge is corrupt. Not every lawyer is corrupt. Not every police officer. In fact, maybe most of them aren't. And so you have just, like, push and pull. You have, like, people that are just doing their fucking job. And then, you know, you have, like, these dirtbag people that come in and try and, like, protect the people they want protected, you know? I, I mean, to me, like, that seems, like, more realistic. Um, but, I don't know, maybe that's it. Maybe they were, some for some reason, worried about the way this would look in the public. Um, but, I mean, this dude seems pretty fucking connected, you know, like, the way he's gotten off with all this stuff. So, um, that's where we stand right now. I don't actually, I mean, I guess we're just like awaiting trial. Um, you know, this dude's never, <coughs> I mean, the pattern we've seen over and over and over and over is no trial ever happens, right? I mean, how many fucking cases have been brought to this guy at this point and there's never been a trial. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Uh, and so I can, for next episode, kind of go into this a little bit more. You know, maybe go in and start to look a little bit more at the way this is uh, being reported. Or look at maybe some more of like the more outlandish claims. Uh, you know, like I said, I didn't even look at the flight log stuff. Um I don't even know, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not even sure. I mean, I'm going to some pretty legit sources here. Uh, 
Daily Mail. This is 2015. Just released flight logs show Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz has been flying with the convicted pedophile Epstein on the financier's private jet since as early as 1997. Despite uh, public statements, they're only acquaintances. The high-profile lawyer has been distancing himself. So I, the flight. Okay, the this. I just want to get to what they are. The flight records obtained by Gawker also show. All right, I'm just clicking this Gawker link then. <clears throat> Bill, again, this is 2015. So Bill Clinton took repeated trips on the Lolita Express, the private passenger jet owned by billionaire Epstein, um, with an actress in softcore porn movies who names him Pierre in Epstein's book under an entry for massages, according to flight log books obtained by Gawker and published today for the first time. Okay, well, I actually got a link to them, so there you go. Uh, we can go into this a little bit more because it's interesting. I think that there's like a lot of, um, you know, one of the things is like, so Clinton has come out just like totally, you know, he said, oh, I've only flown on the jet like four times. And it's like, all right, I mean, I'm not, just because you're on this jet doesn't mean you like rape. You know, like they said, oh, there's this trip to Africa that had Chris Tucker and Naomi Campbell and Kevin Spacey, who's obviously a creep show on his own, but, and they went to Africa for something. And it's like, look, man, I mean, I don't think like fucking Jeffrey Epstein was just like 24 seven raping kids. Like it's possible. Like he also did some philanthropy, you know, like, I mean, he's not like a full time rapist. That's not like a legitimate job, uh, in the world. Like, even though he had some shady connections, I mean, he had to do something other than rape kids, you know? So, I mean, maybe, Chris Tucker is also not actually a child rapist, and he actually went on this billionaire's plane to, like, something in Africa that they did, you know, some, like, charity thing, I, you know, I mean, maybe not, I don't know, maybe Chris Tucker eats kids alive, I don't fucking know, but, you know, it's obviously not enough to just see these logs, right, you gotta corroborate them with something else, like, something else, you know, and one of the things is, like, Clinton's been supposed to be on the plane, like, 26 times, I mean, that would if you're saying, hey, no, that's wrong. I was only on it four times. Well, then you got 22 times that all you got to do is one of those times show that you were somewhere else. And you're off the hook, right? But the thing is, is like, I'm pretty sure these flight logs are legit. I mean, they're written by like pilots, right? Like, I mean, you're telling me these guys back in 1997 were already cooking up a conspiracy to, like, ensnare uh, Dershowitz and Clinton? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, dudes were on the plane, and the fact that he's lying about it, it's like, all right, well, that's, you know, that's pretty, it's not a good look, you know? Like, I think you should, like, just say what you were doing on the plane. Maybe that would be better. Unless, I guess, you were just always raping kids. Um, no bueno, Bill Clinton. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, so that... But that's the interesting thing, right? Like, um, or... Well, let's not say that's the interesting thing. But it is interesting that I'm able to go through all of that shit that I just went through. I mean, what, you know... Where, where are we at on this... Uh, 
podcast here. I'm I'm a 90 minutes in, and basically all of it was reviewing this Jeffrey Epstein saga, uh, and not there's not a single you know there's not a single um, case against uh, Clinton, and yet he's supposed to be on the plane, you know, 26 times, and I. And I want to say that this... Anyway, I don't want to go too far uh, into all this stuff today because I did a pretty good job of actually trying to prepare ahead of time. And I know most of my podcasts are more like off the cuff. But I kind of want to stick it, this one a little bit more like informative, you know? Because you look around and it's... I mean, it's tough, you know, where do you find the collective, like, this is the whole story. Um, so that's the whole story. I don't know where, you know, I think, I think, uh, well, let's see, you know, some other stuff should come out. Well, I think the next episode we'll talk about, like, maybe what we expect to happen next, because I don't really know, aside from, uh, I guess, this trial's pending um and these things to be unsealed like i just don't know what people expect to happen um i will say you know uh i don't like dave smith talks about um what's the uh alan barr i think is the name of the attorney general and they're like oh you know now that the Mueller report is like basically found like nothing now they're gonna go after the deep state people and you know and you know, Dave Smith's just like, don't hold your fucking breath, man. Like, they're not going to investigate themselves, you know? They're going to give you, at best, like a patsy. You know? And, I, I mean, I don't know how much evidence you have to get to, like, get more than a patsy out of them. But I don't think we got it on Epstein, you know. I mean, maybe Epstein just winds up to be the fall guy at some point. Maybe they just kill him. Or kill somebody. I mean, you know... I don't. I haven't heard of many deaths around this yet, <laughs> uh, and I think they got that in them. It's, you know, I mean, is it especially if it, like it's gonna wind up like connecting to the intelligence community? Like, you know, that's not gonna fucking fly. So, anyway, so next episode, I would like to continue more about this and about what the future will be, and then also maybe tracking down some of these you know more sort of wild accusations stuff about this little saint james island um and you know what what to expect next and possible like other you know connections maybe a little bit less like grounded than what i just went through um so the other two things i wanted to talk about was first a woman named the woman named tracy twyman uh and then George Nader was the last one. So I'm going to do these very quick. Um, and it's kind of sad because I've, I've really heard a lot. I, you know, I never knew anything. I've never even heard of Tracy Twyman before her death. And since her death, I've been reading a lot, listening to old interviews of hers, you know, reading some little bits, articles and stuff she's written. And, um, Tracy Twyman is like pretty out there, you know, very into like esoteric stuff. I mean, most of the stuff you're going to find, you're, you know, I would imagine maybe there's some people uh, in this listenership, uh, but this is going to be pretty fringe, you know, for you guys. Um, 
But so just a really brief history or just brief background of her is she's a writer, a cult writer. She's been writing for a long time. So I think like in that world, she is looked at as like an expert, very much an expert in occult like symbolism and sort of, you know, analyzing them and see, you know, uh, but then she's like, um, oh, a big researcher of the bloodline stuff like the have you ever heard of Merovingian bloodlines? Stuff about kind of connecting these royal families like of today all the way back. And I don't know if she gets into like alien conspiracy stuff, but certainly, you know, this bloodline um, stuff, which, you know, maybe you have or have not heard before, um, but definitely ties into kind of a cult thing. And um, then she also like apparently like actually does like rituals and stuff and, you know, allegedly like communicates with these demons and stuff that these people do uh again like i said you know stuff gets pretty far out um but just trying to sort of couch you know what what she is about or what she was about uh, she even talks about like connecting with baphomet which is you know one of their big that's like that goat-headed uh they draw him like that a lot him or her it's not it's a sort of um it's like half female, half male. It's supposed to be sort of the meeting of dark and light. Um, it's like that goat sort of sitting on... You know, you'd probably... If you don't know much about this stuff, you would just think they're devil worshippers. But actually, I think Baphomet is something a little bit different and kind of interesting. Um, the Ordo Templari Orientis, I think, is big in like Baphomet stuff. Anyway, so so she got in all kinds of like kind of weird stuff with that. I mean, she obviously buys into it fully and thinks that it's real. And you know, um, she has a lot of stuff. So if you're interested in that, like Tracy Twyman is apparently like a treasure trove of information on her research over the years and her work and writings on that stuff. Um, but I guess like over the years, it sort of brought her into the sort of theme of today. These like. Uh, pedophile uh, child sex trafficking stuff. Now, like I said in the beginning, now her stuff that she's talking about is a good bit darker than at least like you know what is being talked about in courts and stuff with Epstein. I mean, she's talking about full on like ritual murder and stuff of kids, um, and the way it's all operating and. Anyway, so she she was like researching a lot of that stuff, and she also then um, uh, started looking into the death of a man named Isaac Cappy. Now Isaac Cappy is another person that I have not like at all. I've spent much more time looking into Twyman. Isaac Cappy was like he's like a very like B kind of C-list actor. I think he was in the movie Thor. I don't know what kind of part he had, but he's not like a famous person, but he was in Hollywood. And apparently he had been speaking out about pedophilia stuff in Hollywood. And I guess was saying that he was going to come out with all this stuff or whatever. I don't exactly know. Um, this is another thing that I think maybe in the next episode we can delve in a little bit deeper to Isaac Cappy, uh, see if we think that there's anything there. Uh, but this guy so allegedly killed himself in uh, I didn't 
because I didn't write it down. Uh, I don't know, in like March or May or something like that. Uh, I think maybe March. I don't know. Anyway, so Isaac Cappy, but it was this year. You know, and so when Isaac Cappy died, people were like, what the fuck? You know, here's yet another person that's like threatening to expose this pedophilia stuff and then commit suicide. It's super creepy. And then, uh, you know, so she's looking into that. And then she dies on July 10th, 11 days ago. She was found hung. And so at first there was no, you know, when I was first like reading about it, there was no notes or anything like that about it. Uh, or no, no, there was no information other than that she had died and she'd been doing all this. And then somebody puts out a video and they say, she sent me this like um, privately. I think it's like two months before she died. <clears throat> And uh, I guess she had sent it to several different people or a number. I'm not sure. But it was not out. She had not put this out at all in the public. This was just she sent to a few people, I guess, that she trusted and were friends of hers. Now, people were are referring to this as a dead man switch. So I guess that would mean, like, something that, like, if I die, like, put this out. Because this shows, like, you know, what really was going on or something. Um, not sure if, they, like, that's what this... Uh, it, this, I mean, this isn't exactly that, but it, it's, it's in the realm of that for sure. I mean, there's the reason that she sent this privately. Um, she was obviously concerned, you know, um, and so the contents of this video are interesting. They're they get pretty crazy. What she's saying. I mean, you could maybe argue that like this woman's fucking nuts. And she killed herself. Like, okay, maybe. But this is also, like, months before, you know? And people saw her, like, days before. She was supposed to be on this one show that's, like, a very popular conspiracy show. I think the guy's name's Clyde Lewis. Um, the day she died. And he's, like, friend, he's been friends with her. He married her. He, he like, you know, whatever, you know? So, um, and, and uh, you know, I've heard... I've heard an interview with her at the end of June. So, I mean, it, less than two weeks before she died. I mean, and the woman does not sound disturbed. I mean, she talks about crazy shit, for sure. But, like, her emotional state, she seemed very grounded and pretty just kind of chill and whatever. Um, so, anyway, obviously none of that is proof like, like of anything that happened. But, so, in this video she puts out, she puts out a lot. She talks about what she'd been looking into and investigating. It's pretty crazy shit. She's talking about like way that they encode and hide videos on YouTube that like essentially are like advertising kids for sale. There are also these like undercover like videos that basically are like come across as threats to other children that are out there to keep them quiet. And apparently all this stuff is in YouTube. And apparently one of the symbols around this is a black heart emoji and then a broken heart emoji. Uh, haven't been able to uncover much by looking around with that. So I don't really know what she's talking about. But 
other people like Clyde Lewis and some other people have said that they had seen the videos. Uh, I follow another podcast called the higher side chats. He said he has seen these videos and he was like, they're very, it's like very creepy stuff. She showed me all this stuff. You know, he's like, my advice to her was like unplug. Like this is like really creepy, but like, you know, he didn't, I, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like he was immediately like, oh my God, you found a child pedophile, a cult murder sex ring. Um, but he was, you know, I guess he was like weirded out by it. And so was Clyde Lewis and she was wanted to do a show about it or whatever. So anyway, so there was like that. She also was investigating Isaac Cappy's death. She was a, she was on to something about this campground that was next to uh that was next to where he died or it was like he was um oh, come on he let's great um trying to find my search results Greenleaf Canyon Campground which is 1111 South Dewey Drive <coughs> and it is in Williams Arizona apparently this is like you know <laughs> so he says thanks for all the recent likes but everybody so this so this campground, right, so apparently, so then she's talking about, uh, she's like finding some connect, she's basically working on like, is there a connection between this campground and the death of Isaac Cappy? So she starts showing all this fucking threatening shit by the owner of this campground. It's all really weird, like, uh, oh man, I bet I could actually pull this up. Um, I mean shit i don't have time all right so next next week i'm going to get into more of this like kind of more of the crazy stuff so this i'm trying to be i know this is getting kind of weird now but next week's going to get way fucking weirder our next episode i keep saying next week i don't know when the next episode i'm done promising when i'm going to deliver but next episode is going to be way fucking crazier um but I'll also stick, I'll hit some news and shit too, because I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk anything about like Middle East today or whatever. I just wanted to be kind of on this one topic because this is what I've been thinking about. This has like been a lot on my mind lately. Um, anyway, so she's been talking about this and then she shows like all this weird shit um, that this guy's been sending to her and he's been like um, threatening her. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, he goes by this, he uses this email, Gen X remembers, Gen X, yeah, Gen X remembers at Gmail, and he kind of uses similar, um, but he uses that, uh, like, it's like his YouTube account, his YouTube account is weird. He's, like, saying these, like, weird, like, rhyming poems. But he's all in, like, occult stuff or whatever. And it's all this weird, like, threatening stuff. Like, peekaboo, we see you. And people should tell her to, like, be careful, you know, because I'm being nice now or whatever. I don't know. But it's all in her, her little, you know, it's all in this video she sent. And she's, like, sending screenshots of it. 
Now, I've gone back and looked for this stuff, and it's not in there. She also talked about getting, like, mega hacked, like her computer was hacked. She actually went to the FBI, and, like, they were just, like, didn't do anything about whatever she was talking about. Um, but as we've seen what happens with the Epstein case, I mean, you know what? They're not going to listen to this fucking lady. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, she uh, she went to the FBI, and they... Um, basically just were like didn't listen to her just blew her off and then she um came home and then that's when she was like really hacked her phone was hacked her computer was hacked she got really freaked out it was like all this stuff people like clearly like sending her messages about her kid and stuff like implying that they were watching her you know she's like stuff they knew like clearly like somebody had been doing some sort of surveillance or you know you pulled it off her phone or you know but she was like sufficiently weirded out she said she pulled a bunch of stuff off online down um she's just really worried about it another guy that like she there's some guy named kyle that was friends with the higher side chat person was uh kind of i guess looking into this stuff with her and then apparently, like, he kind of turned on her and was saying all this crazy stuff. So, anyway, like, I don't know which end is up in this video. But the fact is that she sent this, like, privately because she was being threatened. And then, like, in a couple months or whatever, she's found hung and it's suspicious. And I guess where we're at right now... You know, like I said, I'll try not, I'm not going to go, I'll, I'll just cut it off there because I'll try not to get too off, uh, you know, off on a tangent about it. But they found her hung at her house. She had a young, she has a son and a husband. Uh, I don't think there's any notes or anything, you know, a suicide note, no explanation whatsoever. Um, and the investigation is ongoing. And this video that she sent, I believe, is part of the investigation. And I think that, you know, this Greenleaf Canyon guy might get, is getting questioned. Like, I don't really know. I'm not saying this dude killed her. I have no idea. This guy's in Arizona. I feel like she lived in, in Portland or something. Um, anyway, so uh, that is, you know, about Tracy Twyman and that... There's a lot there in, in like, what she was looking into. I mean, you know, that, again, like, right? So her murder or whatever, her death, is really overshadowing that, like, well, what if she was killed? And what the, you know, what was she looking into? And, you know, Cappy was and then her. And, you know, I don't know. But so, you know, maybe I'll wet your whistle. Come back next week. Um, and I, in uh, next episode, and I'll come in in the interim. Uh, and try to collect my thoughts a little bit on this and try to get a little bit of, you know, grounded information. Or maybe we'll find out some more, you know. it's I mean, her case is obviously still developing because, you know, we haven't... Since I've been watching then, like a week later, then they finally said, yes, she was hung. Um, so, yeah. And they had, they did have a show on Clyde Lewis's, uh, an episode on Clyde Lewis's podcast where they talked a lot about it. That's where he revealed that she was hung or found hung. And uh, he had a psychic going, said some interesting things, said some verifiable things. So that, you know, I mean, again, I don't, I don't know. I mean, 
if you believe in psychics or not, if they have the ability to know anything. But this woman certainly said verifiable things that will be interesting if it comes out. And uh, anyway, we can talk about that uh, in the next episode. So the last topic I wanted to hit was, or the last person, is this George Nader guy. So apparently George Nader is a Lebanese-born American businessman. But most uh, importantly, he's part of the Mueller report. Apparently a key witness mentioned many times, like 20 times or something in the Mueller report. So he's charged with sex trafficking on Friday the 19th. Um, what he is charged with is that he transported a 14-year-old boy from Europe to the U.S. and had sex with him. Um, so 14-year-old boy and then, you know, transporting him like from one country to the other i mean that's mega kidnapping too right like you're taking like you're not it's not just like oh you kidnap this person and bring him to like a different house or maybe in another county or state in the united states i mean he's taking kids from like one country to just a fucking foreign country and then like raping them and stuff um turns out this ain't his first rodeo so this guy, right, George Nader, who is, uh, you know, again, we can delve more into this, these details next week. I mean, we're already way into this podcast. I was actually supposed to be somewhere 45 minutes ago. He has prior convictions. <laughs> 1991, he was convicted in, I think, Virginia on some child porn charges. 2003 he is convicted of 10 counts of a sexually abusing minors in Prague where he received a one-year sentence and this is the guy that is somehow mediating in it, between Putin and Trump you know so I'm not going to go into any more about him because I really haven't read a lot about him. This is somebody I just came across. I was looking at Twitter yesterday and I just hit the little search to see like the news or whatever. And this pops up. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So like, I mean, all this stuff is, is, you know, Epstein's charge on July 6th. Twyman dies on the 10th and... Nader is charged on uh, the 19th. I mean, it's just... And I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is always just, like, how many people are getting arrested for, like, child sex trafficking or dying or getting killed, you know. But anyway, so... Wild, wild stuff. And uh, that is where I'm going to leave it today. Uh, I So next episode, I'll, I could go into more of this, get into, you know, maybe a little bit more of the conspiracy side of it. I, you know, I think I went pretty light on it. And um, but this has really got me, you know, I mean, uh, uh, with like there, there's just something really about this, about like this that's always kind of in really intrigued me or i don't know if that's the right word but about like these this weird double life shit 
of like these all these people in the ruling positions and the big power positions like they are supposed to be you know in the u.s they come across as like they're these christians and family people and whatever and it's like over and over and over you you find out these just like horrid details so it's something that is pretty you know it's something that's like really close uh it's a really deep i don't know thing that i'm driven to like investigate and rattle out in and and sort of shed light on because i think it's super fucking awful and it's you know to me it's this is like the way the world works like somehow the systems that are in place select for this type of person to rise up into these positions of power and then they they it's like then they have more numbers up there and uh and it i think it sort of snowballs you know so i would like to delve into it more next week and i uh will also though would like to hit up some of the usual topics because i've been out of this for a little while and um you know it's not like uh all this crazy you know state-sponsored genocide in the middle east hasn't you know stopped all of a sudden and we have also have a lot of crazy shit with like antifa and elections coming up and you know recently trump said that uh, he said that uh Omar, that senator, should go back to Somalia, which is he's being called racist. So I guess uh, there's a new race called Somalia. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I will, uh, God willing, hopefully put up another podcast sooner rather than later, and we can get further and further into tracking down what these demons are up to. Until then, take it easy. Peace.